the nail in the Jets coffin. Gang Green lost 13-8 to the Atlanta Falcons at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Their fifth straight loss as they fall to 4-8 and eight on the season. They went to Trevor Simeon in the fourth quarter. He couldn't score either. In another game without a touchdown. And the dream, the potential Aaron Rodgers return sometime this month is now dead and gone. It'll be Simeon, Boyle, Zach, whoever it is, the rest of the way as the Jets will go another year without making the playoffs. The drought will continue. We'll react to the loss and we'll talk about what you all want to hear about. It's the UFC battle. It's Brian Costello versus Jamal Adams. Oz will talk about his back and forth with Jamal and the Mr. Potato Head profile picture as he defends Connor Hughes. Oh, that's juicy stuff. And we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. It's coming up next on Gangs All Here from the New York Post. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only for you guys would I do this. Only on Gangs All Here. We love it. Welcome to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here. Opening up the show this time. No singular open, because we have to open with Brian Castello, who has now won over Jets Twitter. Oz, you're winning more than the Jets are as the Jets lose their fifth straight. They ended last year losing six in a row. Now that's five in a row. They're four and eight. You could kiss any slim playoff hopes out the window, Kaz, and you could kiss Aaron Rodgers' chances of coming back this season goodbye. Would you say the same, or would you say they're going to put it back in consideration if they beat Houston next week? No, I think it's over. Yeah, I guess mathematically there's probably some kind of chance. I haven't seen the ESPN playoff percentage or whatever, but it was down to less than 1% after last week. So can't imagine it's too good now. Looking at it realistically, they had to win this game in order to keep their hopes alive. And that went out the window. And now, Jake, you're looking at it and going, who can they beat, right? I mean, the commanders maybe, I guess. Patriots in that last game of the year is going to be, you know, neither team can score a touchdown. That might be a 0-0 tie, uh, the way things are going for both teams. So, yeah, I I think it's fair to, to move along to 2024. Uh, and we finally saw Trevor Simeon today, who actually had moments in his brief stint. And when I say moments, it's like a completed pass for more than 10 yards. That is a Jets moment this season. I, I think it's a lock that guys, that he's going to start against the Texans next week. I don't think you can go back to Boyle at this point. And then if Simeon fails, we go back to Zach Wilson. And then we film the greatest showman, too. And we have circus acts. Elephants open out on the field. We have the Ringley Barnum Bailey Circus at MetLife Stadium because it's hit that point with this revolving door of inept backup quarterbacks. Yeah, 
I definitely agree with you. You can't go back to Boyle, Jake. I think the question is Zach or Simeon right now. And, you know, we it kind of became a punchline where Salah kept saying, Zach gives us the best chance to win. I think you've seen that at this point, right? I think he does. I mean, Simeon fumbled three times, Jake. Uh, it's pretty tough. I, I I know the bar is low, and he completed that pass to Gibson on the sideline, a few other first downs, but... I think if you're really sitting back and looking at it, Zach Wilson is the best quarterback of these three quarterbacks. I don't know if he's shot mentally at this point, and you can't go back to him then. But I, I, I mean, there's no good options. There's just no. There's nothing. Nothing is good. Nothing's working. You kind of said when we had Shine on that him and um, Sal are married in terms of like if one's staying, the other's staying, and one's not going to go. Joe Douglas has got to get a little bit more heat here, guys. This is three years of this with bad quarterbacks. Zach Pick obviously was wrong. He kept him. He tried to get scrub backups, guys who, you know, have had no success in the league. Simeon's had a little bit of success, but it's been a while. They saw what Simeon was in the past year, and he couldn't do anything, and then he gets hurt. I don't think Joe Douglas is getting enough heat for fumbling this entire quarterback situation. It really feels like he got Rodgers, then kicked his legs back and said, we're going to be fine, and didn't address it. And we're seeing i mean even look at the browns today joe flacco didn't know his teammates names and and scored a few touchdowns like they were in that game until the final few minutes against a playoff caliber rams team so like i said dobbs i know dobbs was brought back to earth last week but he still won three games for the vikings you're seeing backups step in and at least have you know moved the ball down the field gardner Minshew, what he did is absolutely remarkable what the colts doing with him is just remarkable so it's something that needs to get addressed but this has been three years of this garbage yeah, like he blew the Zach pick. But I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers was the plan this year, Jake. So you have do have to say, like, okay, he did go out and make a monster trade of, in the offseason to get the quarterback. I think there's this perception of, like, oh, they just rolled it back with Zach Wilson this year. Like, they didn't. They, they gave up on Zach Wilson after last year. If you cut Zach Wilson, I'll repeat this again. If you cut Zach Wilson in the offseason, his dead money charge was $20.7 million. That really handcuffs a team. That, that, that's a pretty big chunk. So, and then if you're like, oh, well, we get a ball back as, you know, the third string quarterback, he'd say he's a $9 million salary cap charge if he's on the roster. And I just don't know, like, you're not attracting a great backup to the Jets if the plan is Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson's also still here, right? Like, so you can argue, bring Mike White back. Why would Mike White want to come back to the Jets when Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson are there? Or he can go to Miami where Tua had concussion issues. He thinks he's probably going to get on the field there and be a starter. Why would Gardner Minshew come to the Jets instead of the Colts, where he knew they were going to draft a quarterback? He'd probably be able to hold the job down until that rookie came in, or if the rookie struggles, he'll take the job over. Like These backup quarterbacks who have options, they, they weren't picking the Jets. Aaron Rodgers was here, and then even when he went down, he immediately said, I'm coming back this year. So like the idea that like a lot of people were going to want to come here like, a, like the Kirk Cousins thing, it never made sense to me because why would anyone want to be here when Rodgers was saying they want to come back? Now, when you but get Trevor, to the Joe Flacco, Simeon, like, oh, you, like, you know the Joe Flacco you better than that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you probably should have done better than that. But I do. I also look at it, Jake, 90% of these backup quarterbacks lose. I know they look better than what Trevor Simeon looked. I get it. But they're like Joe Flacco. I didn't see the game today. I saw his stats tweeted out. But at the end of the day, the Browns lost, right? Like most of these teams lose. Like Josh Dobbs, it's like, oh my God, he's a great story. His teams have won two games all season. The Cardinals and Vikings won two games combined with him at quarterback. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's the answer. When you lose your quarterback in this league early in the season for the entire season, it's over. It's over no matter what you do. And I get it. 
They look terrible. They're not functional on offense. They need to be better. But I think people are high in the sky with this, like, oh, they, they should have had a backup quarterback. If if Aaron Rodgers had been – I think I've repeated myself on this. If Rodgers had just sprained his ankle and missed three games, you could have survived with Zach Wilson, right? Zach Wilson won four games, essentially. He wasn't the starter in the first game, but I'm going to give that to him because he played the whole game. He won four games. You could have won a few games with, with, with him if Rodgers was down for three or four weeks. Losing him for 17 weeks, you were finished. You were finished. And so, yeah, I'm, I mean, Joe Douglas deserves to get heat. He hasn't won. It's been a long time. But I also think people need to keep in perspective. His quarterback plan was Aaron Rodgers. And that was people were applauding him from February till August on that plan. And then, he, you know, four plays in the season, it went down the drain. Yeah. And listen, I just wish they had a better backup plan because you you came in with a guy off a bum thumb, 39 years old, and you even said it. I mean, you picked the Jets to win what? Eight games, which I mean, I cannot believe your pick is now. I'm not going to get it. How is that? Like, I can't even wrap my head. I will be closest to the I will be closest to the pin, though, Jake, because I don't think anyone was below me. Like, like how are you? You're going to be three or four wins off in two positive. Like how? And I'm also thinking, watching my couch, these lunatics at this game, the game. God bless money. God bless these people, Jake. God bless. Them. Oh my God! You know, I saw I, 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 I saw I, I, your guy PD Italy yesterday at uh, the Queens baseball convention. We were talking. I think he was there. I'm like, why are you going to the game? And another nasty weather Sunday. And there were swaps. It definitely wasn't full, Jake. And I'll say, like, it was all gas, no brakes into the parking lot today. There were you didn't you didn't have to slow down going into the parking lot. There was not that many people there. But yeah, I I give them all the credit in the world. I mean, they were outside tailgating. It was miserable today, and then the football was miserable. I can't remember Jake a more nondescript opponent than the Falcons. I said this the other day in the media room, like name five players on the Falcons defense, and like no one could. And these are people who cover the NFL for a living. Like it, it's they are they were like a nameless, faceless team without like an offense. They had a few guys or stars. Defense though it was like nothing. So. I can't remember a more nondescript opponent and in December in the rain, you know, God bless the Jets fans who were, who were out there today. And cause that team, that nameless faceless team is in first place and potentially playoff out while the Jets are bound for the top five. You know, the Jets did get help Cardinals, them winning today. Uh, they pick up the third win. So now we're starting to watch Tankathon as we approach Hanukkah as Thanksgiving is wrapped up. The Jets season is over again and they got to do something right by the fans. I mentioned about them having to pay season tickets early, like no medium Pepsis, no large Pepsis final game. Give the fans the every remainder of the season Free food, free liquor, free alcohol, free something the entire game. None of these free Pepsi, a, a 10% off, like your your uh, your sausage roll. Give them free everything, at least one of these final well, games. About, I mean, that, that, that last home game, Jake, is Christmas Eve against the Commanders. Oh, like, that's what about another game? Is anyone going to go to that game? See, Zach Wilson will be back. The return of Zach on Christmas Eve. And the only thing Jets fans are getting is cold for Christmas. And it seems to be a, a annual tradition, an annual present from Woody Johnson and company. And, you know, Joe Douglas, if he's still here, it's got to get this. Like, now that you learn your lesson, go get a legitimate backup quarterback in case Rodgers, you know, gets hurt or doesn't come I think back. They will. I can see it's much easier to cut Zach after this year, right? You have to remember he's the number two pick in the draft. So mm-hmm. cutting him is not an easy proposition. Like there's a lot of guaranteed money there. 
So, but now entering year four, they can cut them and, and eat the money a little bit easier. I think they will. I think they'll add a veteran quarterback, you know, to back up Rodgers. So I, I think you'll get your wish. Well, you tweeted but I will say, like, I don't think, again, if Rodgers goes down the first game of the year, they're screwed. Like, yeah, I don't know what backup quarterback is winning you a lot of games. Yeah, and I mean, what can the defense even say or do at this point? You sense the frustration. You had tweeted, in recent weeks, the postgame locker room has an anger and frustration today. I heard resignation. The players know that QB plays the issue, and there's no solution currently healthy and on the roster. Explain what you mean by that and, and what the feel was in the locker room. Yeah, like so you guys have all seen Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson or whoever in, in the last few weeks kind of look like either angry or depressed or like today it was just kind of like, well, what do you guys want us to say? Like it's, you know, they know like they, 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 the defense, I think, I think Atlanta had less than 200 yards, Jake, right? Where they have 195 yards, maybe. And they scored 13 points and the defense gets a safety and they get a stop with five minutes left in the game to give them the ball back. You know, they're doing everything that they can. This team can't get in the freaking end zone. So, the players know. I mean, and got like this was not on Nate Hackett. Like I've been hard on Hackett. This was not on him. If you go watch the tape, Garrett Wilson's running wide open all over the place, and Tim Boyle can't freaking get the ball to him. So, and I, you know, he did a flea flicker, Jake. He he had Dwayne Brown as an extra offensive lineman. They gave Dalvin Cook the ball more. Like they tried stuff today. I've been yelling at them. Try like just try something. They tried today. And it's the quarterback. It's just the quarterback play sucks. And they all know it. And I just feel like they're all kind of like, eh, what are we supposed to do at this point? I, I think they're just resigned to the fact that this is the season's over. And, you know, uh, it's gone down the tubes because of quarterback play, just like last year. Yeah, it's uh, it's a demoralizing feeling. And, you know, these guys have their they got that loser mentality right now because they're just not a winning football team. And back to back years with some of these young guys having to watch this over and over and. No Rodgers to save him this year. It's not going to happen as the Jets will need. Uh, I can't even, I don't even know Christmas miracle. That's, you know, too cliche. I don't know. It's, I mean, they're not, they're mathematically alive, but they would need essentially every other team to lose and they would have to win out and they can't even score. I mean, who's gonna, who do you, what game do you think they're going to win, Jay? I mean, maybe the commanders game. Commanders look pretty, pretty lousy, but maybe the Patriots game, the Patriots again, shut out today. So their offense is pretty inept, inept. That would maybe be a silver lining, but it would be very much like, oh, look, we want a meaningless game, but we moved five spots back in the draft. Right. So I right. Cause don't now you're talking about, game. so if you, if you give them those two wins, it's, Six and 11, right? And that's like purgatory because now you're not getting the great draft pick. You're not in the playoffs. It's it's tough. But, and then Jake, you look at, I mean, if they lose out, holy cow. Like that, you know. Someone's got to get fired. If they're four and 13, you can't tell me you're running it back. I know, but it's tricky, right? Because Mr. Rogers is not going to want new people around him. Like he, this is what he signed up for. So they desperately need to win a game to at least quiet that noise but i'm like i'm like i don't know I, I mean i'm with you the commanders look bad but the commander's defense has to be looking at the jets going hey that's that's the game we can stop somebody <laughs> and the, and the patriots game might be a zero zero tie with the way the two teams are going but it's yeah i i have consistently thought Salah and douglas are safe but 10 in a row is 10 in a row and i agree with you 
Yeah, with this with this defense losing ten in a row is just it's pure insanity. Like, and it's not like yeah. they're they're facing incredible. They're still five games away from that, so yeah, you know, can they win a game? You know, any they this team did beat the Eagles somehow in October, so can they can they do it again? It is frustrating. I'm not gonna lie to you, but um, we got the right group of men. You know, we're gonna keep working, and um, right now we're gonna focus on Texans. That's our championship week. All right, well, this game was garbage. I don't want to address it too much. I'm pissed at Joe Douglas. I know he got Aaron Rodgers, but I did not like Tim Boyle, Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon. I really, even if they got like a Colt McCoy, someone who can move. And you saw Boyle try to move today. Good God, he is. He really cannot move outside the pocket. It was an ugly watch. Another brutal game. But the highlight of the weekend, we got to talk about it, Kaz, because this is great. If you're living under a rock on Jets Twitter, I'll, I'll recap you. Or you might have not saw the tweets because a few of them were deleted, or at least the Jamal ones were deleted. Connor Hughes, our buddy at SNY, quote tweeted, you know, just a highlight of a touchdown that was against Jamal Adams with yikes. Jamal Adams, you know, subtweet gets his reply, quote tweets that with yikes, with a picture of Connor and more so Connor's, his wife, which is just wild. Yikes with an, whatever that emoji is. Hashtag Prez. That pisses me off when he says hashtag Prez. Like, we know who you are. We know who your Twitter is. Like, stop hashtagging your own name. That's absolutely ridiculous. Completely uncalled for and absolutely ludicrous. And obviously everyone defended Connor, including you, with uh, the tweet. And this was a good one. I've covered a lot of players through the years. Never met any who was more of a phony than Jamal Adams. I always thought he was a bad guy. Today he proved he's even worse than I thought. So you were dominant. Like there were gifts of you like in the WWE ring, like with Jamal Adams' face. Like there was some good content that came out of that. And then Prez fires back. Again, you didn't mention him. So he is searching his name or he's having well, some. I, I, um, he blocked me a long time ago. Oh. So I didn't think mentioning him would matter. Right. Like I, I, you know, so yeah, he blocked me when he was still here, I think. Did you block it? You, I guess you didn't block him because he was able I never to block him. No, no, I never blocked okay. him. All right. So. And he comes back with, ah, and here comes Mr. Potato Head, <laughs> Mr. Hughes, right-hand man. Truth be told, I do not care. I do not like you. Never liked you. You're terrible at your job. You do not know me outside the game of football. So keep that ish pushing hashtag press. You go with Connor's right-hand man, question mark. That one does sting. And then the ultimate in-your-face move, you made your profile picture, Mr. Potato Head. That was tremendous. Can you just lay out this whole story yeah. and everything? Just give the cause side because I think everyone wants to hear your angle on this. I changed my I changed it back tonight to, to my old. Oh, come on, I, I did it for twenty four hours, Jake. I, I you know, <laughs> Mister. It's it's a little hard to tweet as Mister Potato Head when you're like ripping the Jets or something, and people are looking at Mister Potato Head. So, uh, look, I mean, what I said is what I said. It's what I believe. You know, and Jamal's right. I don't know him beyond football, but I know a lot of people who knew him with the Jets, from teammates to coaches to front office. Uh, he was not well-liked when he was with the Jets. He There's a lot of stories I could tell, but I'm not really going to do it. Uh, about Jamal, just some of the stuff I've heard. I like We did not get along great. I didn't, you know, there was no like, blow-ups or anything. Jamal expressed to me a few times that he didn't like me and that he thought I was too negative about him and um, stuff. You know, he complained about some of the coverage and things, but... You know, nothing crazy. 
But I just thought what he did to Connor was um, unconscionable, right? Like we're allowed to, we're allowed to criticize players and people are allowed to criticize us. If you think, you know, Jets Twitter gets mad at me when I pick against the Jets, which I picked them to win today and they lose. That's fair. Like you can tell me I'm an idiot. Like you can just disagree with my takes. You can, you know, tell me I'm a bad reporter or whatever you want to do. But we never, ever, ever bring family into it. Like I would never, ever talk about a player's wife or, or like, like that's to me is like insane. It's, it's not even like I can't even wrap my brain around that. Vice versa, talking about a reporter's wife, and Connor's wife is a very attractive woman, and I, so it didn't even make sense by by Jamal what he was doing there. So I thought it was awful. Um, so I was just kind of trying to stick up for Connor there a little bit and his wife and. Jamal, he, you know, call me Mr. Potato Head. It's fine. It's like, you know, we're in second grade. Call me names. It's okay. Yes, but the Connor's right-hand man one was the one that really hurt me, Jake. That was, I, like, you know, Connor is much younger than me. I remember when Connor was a college student coming around. Uh, so I was in the press box today. I kept, I, you know, I told Connor I would get his food for him. You know, I was helping him with stats. I was trying to do anything I could to be Connor's right-hand man today. So, I, yeah, I just laugh at it, Jake. Like, and it, Jabal's tweet toward me is totally in bounds. It's fine. You can tell me I'm a terrible reporter. I don't care. And call me names. What he did to Connor, well, that was inexcusable. Yeah, well, a couple of things. One, yeah, I mean, even if she was not attractive, it's still insane to find a Twitter of him and his picture of him and his yes, wife and quote yeah. tweet it. And not, tweet doesn't even mention you. All he said was, yikes on a highlight where you got beat yeah, and yeah. you know, that was just insane. And yeah, she is attractive and like, that doesn't even matter, but like, that's absolutely uncalled for. Like you said, he's very much childish. I'm sure I wish you could tell one of these stories. I know you're well, not going like, to something too, like but, somebody said to me, like, well, why didn't you say this when he was a jet? So like, I just, I get an interesting quite. I mean, I, I did after the trade deadline in 2019, I started to go in on Jamal a little bit because I thought that was like, that revealed his character. If you remember that, like he really wanted to be traded to the Cowboys and he really showed it. And he was a captain of the team, Jake. And mm-hmm. I can remember a player calling me over and saying, cause he, he did like a, he did a session in the locker room. Remember where I said he wasn't going to speak to Joe Douglas or Adam Gase anymore. And like, he was really mad. He acted like he was mad that they tried to trade him, but he was really mad that they didn't trade him. He desperately wanted to go to the Cowboys and he basically he kind of hinted at that or he's i can't remember exactly the quote but he said something that was pretty bad and one of the players was like did he really say that and i said yeah and he's like he's a captain of this team so i could tell like the room had turned on him that one and then you know and i'm not, I'm not going to tell like some of the behind the scenes stuff but i do remember at the end of 2018 i want to say yeah 2018 it was the last game of 2018 in the patriots locker room and he kept saying that they needed dogs. You remember that? Like, we yeah, need I do dogs. Yep. And I just thought it was like really insulting to the other men that were in the locker room at that point because he was implying that they weren't good enough. And like, right, what the Jets are going through right now, someone could come out and say, like, hey, our quarterback play sucks, guys. Like, that's why we're losing. No one's going to do that because that's disrespectful to Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon. Like, they're their teammates. They got to stick up for them. And Jamal was like, oh, we need better players, basically. And I was like, man, he's saying that. And all these guys are right here. Like, how do they feel about that? So these players are very young, Jake, when they get drafted. And I'm always conscious of that. And I always chalk up some stuff to immaturity. And so I I, I won't go in on players when they're young on stuff because it, it, I feel like they sort of deserve time 
to mature and figure things out. And a lot of them do. But Jamal's now 28 years old, I think. And he's still acting like this, which just shows me I was wrong. It wasn't maturity. This is just who he is. And he really shouldn't be worried about me or Connor. Like, just like, I can't believe, like, if I was advising him, I'd be like, Jamal, you really give a crap what these Jets beat reporters think about you? Like, move on, man. Like, you're you're an NFL freaking player. Like, you can't be worried about these guys. You got to have a thicker skin than that. And I think Jamal's a very good player. I haven't watched him a lot with Seattle, so I don't know how he is now. But when he's with the Jets, I always thought he was a very good player. I never demean him. I think I think I probably lobby for him to get paid uh, that year, Jake. But clearly, Joe Douglas, that's one where he made a good choice, and that was a great trade uh, with with the Seattle when he shipped Adams there for two first round picks. Yeah, the immaturity is off the charts, and uh, you got to wonder how he was a captain. Like, who voted him a captain that year? No comment. <laughs> there's a story behind that one too. There's a big story behind that one. You're gonna write a book about uh about Jamal. <laughs> no, <Nah>, I <laughs> it's gonna be called Mr. Potato Head. It's gonna be a book about that, Jamal. That, that um, yeah, I mean, you gotta wonder if Seattle. You gotta wonder if the, he has like an agent or a publicist or like the Seahawks publicist is in his ear saying, "Hey, don't be tweeting this stuff. Worry about football." Clearly not. Because yeah. this has happened oh, several well. times, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he deleted. I don't know. He deleted a Connor tweet, I believe. Right? The, with I don't think talking. he deleted Potato Head one. No, but I think someone got in his ear. I mean, look, and again, the Potato Head one, whatever. That's fine. You can do that. The Connor tweet though was inappropriate. I think someone told him to delete that. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think he retweeted. Someone said, "I don't know why media members think they can constantly scrutinize and personally demean, belittle, and antagonize players with no recon." Uh, repercussions. It's all business and business until not to understand players are real people too. I mean, come on. He said yikes on him giving up a ton. Like right, screwing like, players. Yeah. You got beat. Yeah. Accept it. Like, good God. Like you're yeah, it's allowed weird to... that one, it's weird that that one set him off. Uh, I don't know why that set him off. Yikes, you know, but yeah, very weird. Listen, we talk about cover sport. This is what we do. You know, some players have to also respect like this is our living. You know, for me, I never thought of doing anything outside of sports. Like, this is what I love. So for, for them to want to criticize me and stuff, hey, we have a job too. Like, and there's people who listen, there's people who watch, there's people that pay for subscriptions to sites. You know, people, there's people out there who want to hear, see, and read things that we do. So you have to understand you're going to get scrutinized and you get millions and millions of dollars and you have to, you know, deal with it. That's just part of being an athlete, honestly. JR, our jobs are different, right? But like, I want to make one thing clear about like how I approach my job is I'm in that locker room every day that I can be, right? And if I go critical of someone, like I just thinking of like, I went after Nate Hackett pretty, pretty good a few weeks ago. I made sure that I was there when Nate Hackett talked and just in case he wanted to talk to me. You know, and I've had so many conversations through the years with players who are upset about something that was written or said, uh, and I'm always happy. Like, that's part of being accountable. Like, you don't hide. So, and Jamal's one of them. Jamal and I had conversations about what, what was said. And, you know, Brandon Marshall is a guy who we've had on the show. Brandon and I butted heads pretty bad when he first got to the Jets. He just didn't like some of the stuff I wrote. But Brandon and I would talk through it and he would sort of, I think, understand where I was coming from and I understood where he was coming from and you figure it out. And, you know, they don't have to like us. Uh, that's fine. But it's not like and I can, I, I, I think most beat writers that cover the Jets, I would say, are accountable and are there every day and not hiding. If they take a shot at somebody. 
Have there been any, any instances this season? I feel I feel like there probably hasn't, but anything anything from Hackett or anyone? No, no. I mean, I think I've, from people I've talked to, Hackett doesn't pay attention to much of it. And you know, I mean, Hackett's the son of a football coach, and his dad got it bad here and was a head coach in, in college. So I'm sure he grew up around it and kind of knows it comes with the territory. Yeah, you wonder, you know, this last month as it keeps if it keeps getting ugly and uglier, if these guys' frustration, something that boils. I know you said a few weeks ago you're waiting for that to happen in the locker room, you know, to see if that happens because this losing streak's getting bad and you lost six in a row at the end of last year, you've lost five. You know, what if it turns into nine, ten games that could get ugly come late December, early January, right, Cuz? Yeah, I give the defense all the credit, Jake. They've really I haven't seen it, you know, and they've said all the right things and they've been professional and Obviously, they didn't have a lot. Like today, they played really well against Atlanta. The last two games, Miami, Buffalo, they weren't quite as strong as they had been. But, you know, they played their butts off against the Falcons. And you get the safety to start things off. And uh, like I said, I thought the stop with like five and a half minutes left where Jermaine uh, got the stop and get them the ball back and and nothing. They, they've got to just be so frustrated. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I do think they understand like, all of the frustration, though, I'm not sure how much anyone's blaming the coaches at this point, right? I think they know it's really about one position. And CJ Mosley kind of came close to saying something today and he stopped himself basically, or he, you know, he kind of middled it, but he, he said something about the quarterback play and then he kind of went in a different direction. But I, I just, I don't know how they're doing it. It's time to see some young guys. Like we, you know, we talked about Brees Hall, you know, I don't know. You're not going to shut him down, but maybe having him take a little bit of backseat, 13 rushes, 16 yards. Today, yeah. Dalvin got more run today. Nine carries, thirty-five. Still no Izzy. No sight of Izzy. Who's so ill? Izzy, like today, so but. Izzy was sick this week, Jake, and I actually saw him leave the practice field Friday. I thought mm-hmm. Izzy might be inactive this week because I saw him walk off pretty early in practice Friday. Like we're out there for the first thirty minutes, and he walked off while we were there, and he went inside. Mm-hmm. So that tells me he's probably he was probably pretty sick. I don't know if he had a stomach thing or what, but like. You know, that that to me, maybe that was why. But, yeah, I so I'll, I'll kind of chalk that up this week to maybe that. He didn't practice all week, basically. Oh, well, we got five more games of this. Five more games! Uh, another game without a touchdown. It'll be the Texans without Tank Dell, uh, who got hurt. Stroud uh, came back, right? Yeah, I saw yeah Stroud, Stroud is fine. But Dell is, I believe, done for the season now, which is a brutal blow for them. They've been absolutely electric on offense to watch. I mean, that team is so fun to watch. And, uh, you know, we'll see if the Jets defense can hold them. But even if they do, I don't know if Trevor Simeon or whoever's quarterback is going to score a damn touchdown. I mean, this is getting to historic levels of ineptitude. And we will preview that game and, I guess, talk about other things, give a Hanukkah presence or something on a Thursday show. And we'll close this episode of Gangs All Here next. Yeah, it's like a bad dream again, huh? To be on another five-game losing streak after what we went through last year, obviously, I mean, it doesn't, it's hard to put into words. It sucks, right? Oh, man, that says adios to episode 168 of Gangs All Here, a Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Mason Ridicchio for helping produce this show. The New York Jets are just terrible for your mental health. And, you know, if the Jets lose out, you have to fire Joe Douglas. You have to fire Robert Sal. Like, enough is enough. This is embarrassing, and there has to be accountability held. And like I said, the Jets have to do something for their fans. This is a disgrace. If you 
expect fans to keep showing up. Obviously, today wasn't full, and it won't be full, you know, Christmas Eve. It won't be full against the Texans next week. But you have to do something for the fan base, whether it's give out tickets, whether it's, you know, make it a game of all free food. Give back to these fans who have suffered their entire lives watching this miserable franchise. You make them go out to East Rutherford. There's nothing else to do there. You're paying ridiculous amounts for parking, tickets, food, drinks. It is a terrible experience. And then you want to ask the fans to pay a year ahead or 10 months ahead, whatever it is, for their season tickets for next year. One Jet Tribe's been fantastic. Social media team is great. But you have to do better to these fans who pay the PSLs, pay the season tickets, because this isn't right. This is not the National Football League that we're watching. This is peewee football on the offensive side. And Joe Douglas should be ashamed of himself for not addressing the backup quarterback position. Obviously, it was Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. But for Tim Boyle, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Simeon to be your three backup plans and for us to be into three years with Zach Wilson and a bunch of bumps surrounding him is three years of wasted football. And you can tell me they were in it last year. They were, but then they lost six straight games. Uh, and a lot of it because of the quarterback. Now we'll see. Do they play for their coach? I mean, I can't even say that. Their quarterback suck. They won't win games. But let's see what the effort level is the rest of the season by these guys and see if they play for the coach and we'll see if, if uh, you know, heads roll and, and there's pink slips given out when the season's over. But this is infuriating to the fan base to see such a terrible, lifeless offense continue to not do a simple thing like score a single touchdown. It should not be this difficult. Well, great stuff there from Kaz on the Connor Hughes story. I mean, absolutely put him in a body bag, Jamal Adams. Like, Mr. Potato had profile picture. I wish he kept that up for a week. I'm a little mad he changed it back. But uh, Kaz winning over the Jets fans. So, good stuff. Thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Watch us on that New York Post Sports YouTube, YouTube page. Give us a thumbs up. Comment below. Do you think guys should be fired? Or do you think this was just, you know, Roger went down. They had bad luck. You know, I partially think that. And someone tweeted me, you know, this is you said Boyle would help the Jets win. I didn't say that. I said you had to make a change to see what happens. And clearly, none of these guys didn't work. So I, I never thought Tim Boyle was leading the Jets in the playoffs. You'd have to call me crazy for that. So none of these quarterbacks were able to do that. Josh Jobs might have, another a better name might have, but none of these guys on the roster were able to do that. You want to call me out and say, hey, this is what you wanted, fine. But Zach Wilson had to be benched. It was the right move to bench him. Unfortunately, the other guys just aren't good. Well, Let's, let's say goodnight. That's enough. I'm losing my damn mind. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Gangs All Here. For Brian Castell, Jake Brown, we'll be back on Thursday to preview Jets-Texans. We'll hopefully get a special guest on the show. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. And thanks to all the Mets fans who are Jets fans who came out to see me and Nelson Figueroa at Amazing But True, the Queens Baseball Convention. You can check out that episode wherever you get podcasts as well. We'll talk to you all Thursday. Thanks for listening.